um, my man Ediev just posted something. He was in a coma for like two months. Oh, he was in a coma. Yeah, I, I did. I yeah. didn't know he was. In, I knew he was sick. I didn't know he was in a coma. Mm-hmm. And that his shit was that serious. Okay, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna put the I'm gonna put this photo real quick in our chat. We just had a picture of him. Like I knew, like, like he hooked up to everything. I thought he had COVID. Mm. I just put that um picture in our chat. But shout out to I'll be sure, man. I didn't know I didn't know it was that serious. I just thought he had COVID and he had I thought he had already gotten over it. Mm. But he, he got a bunch of stuff hooked up to him like while he's trying to look like he's trying to walk or maybe they taking him for I don't know what they're doing if you see that pic. But um but yeah. We can go ahead and get started. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you may be listening to this podcast. We are the Better Than You Part coming to you another week. I know we missed last week, but there's a lot of stuff going on. We all got, we all live in life. We all live in life. But shout out to us. Mm-hmm. Shout out to B. Spoke to him the other day. We were supposed to be in a meeting together. Instead, that motherfucker was watching the, um, the next game. <laughs> He's doing mm-hmm. well and shit like that. But, Ant, what up? What's going on, B? How are you? I'm all right. Hi. I am this. I'm it's, it's like I said, a lot has occurred, so we just need to go ahead and get into it. <clears throat> no doubt. Joe, what up? I'm chilling, man. Like just chilling. My bad. I had to sneeze. I don't want to sneeze. Huh. <laughs> My bad. Yeah, and I, I was like, shit. As soon as you, I thought you was going to go for a minute. Then I was like, damn. Uh, anyway. I could go for a minute. Nah, no, 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 no. I'm, yeah. I'm back now. I'm back now. We good. We good. Uh, you know, I'm um, we, we missed last week, but we back. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, well, yeah, no. Nah, uh, Ant was right. We could jump into it. We thought we was actually going to be done with Yay. <laughs> In terms of anything going on with him, but I guess in the last two weeks, a lot of shit has transpired. I mean, basically, in, in, in a nutshell, everybody's left yay for dead. And I mean, when I say, you know, from a, from a business standpoint, um, I have the list. Was the list that was listed? So in the last two weeks, yay has lost his Adidas partnership, the Yeezy Gap partnership, the Balenciaga partnership, the Vogue partnership, uh, the J.P. Morgan Chase partnership, which is a weird one to me. I still don't understand that. Uh, CAA, I guess that was his management, no longer represents him. His Twitter has been locked. His Instagram has been suspended, but yet we know he's back on Instagram as of now. And he had an upcoming documentary that's been canceled and an upcoming upcoming stadium show that's been canceled. I don't know, and I don't know what might have been canceled like within the last this week if any, if anything has happened. But that's basically what all the partnerships or deals that he either had or had on the table that. Every that Kanye has lost since uh, the Drink Champs interview, <laughs> which seems to be the launching point, or or rather final straw. I don't want to say launching point. I'll say final straw and what has been you know this spiral that he's been going on. I don't know. I go I go to you first, um, Joe. Oh, with Kanye. I mean, yeah. I mean, this shit's like ongoing. Like you said, he lost all these partnerships and stuff, and his uh. Is a supposed net worth of three billion, I don't know, five, six, yeah, yeah three, five, six, seven, depending on yep. what it was. 
They said it's down to like 600 or 400 or 500 million or something like that. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. oh, poor yay. You know what I'm saying? Like, and uh, the word, the last shit I saw was motherfuckers actually putting up a GoFundMe trying to get yay six hundred yeah. uh, million dollars so he could be a billionaire again. No, that's they didn't. Funny. I don't believe that. That's, that's, <laughs> oh, that's, that's, that's what they said. They, oh, that's what they God. said. That's Would you put it past niggas? This is crazy. Yeah, so I mean, it's, it's it's just whatever, man. Like, my whole shit is the motherfucking I broke, um, and he's still out there doing whatever the fuck he's doing. Like, he might be on his meds, off his meds, or having that shit go. I don't really care, you know. Uh, before I was talking about Kanye, I'm tired of your shit. Just go kill yourself. But now I'm like, fuck it, you know. Uh, I I I I kind of want to see what's next. If it's like a real move, I don't want to be no more crazy shit, but you never know what this nigga. So, um, yeah, man. And I mean, there's enough, there's enough oh, real, okay. there's enough, no, like, no, no. real like, crazy <clears throat> shit with him with all the like the anti Semitic shit or whatever, which I really don't care that much about for real, but it is something. But, um, yeah, like one of the one things that kind of like pissed me off a little bit was a little, little thing on TMZ where they said he like. He got into a heated argument with someone and stormed away from Saints soccer game. And then the video they had was him talking to like probably a soccer lady, talking to a soccer mom and shit. And he was using his hands a little bit with his conversation, but he didn't look like he was wilding and shit. And then as far as storming off, it like he calmly walked away from the field and shit. So I'm like, really, we gonna throw that in with like you know real stories? But I mean, that's TMZ, man. Fucking paparazzi, wherever they could be at, doing whatever the fuck. So. Right, interpreting mm-hmm. and creating their own narratives. Mm-hmm. Just to keep that shit going for clicks. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'll just interject right before you go. I, I've been, I think I, well, I think I said it before. I'm still, and like I said, I think I said it here. I've been talking about this shit so much, I don't even know why I said shit at, but I'm waiting for, I would love to hear from the Jewish community, what they're offended by. I keep looking at clicks. I keep looking up clips, not clicks, excuse me, clips of people saying the aftermath of certain things of, oh, well, this happened because, well, no, tell me why you're offended. Just give me, give me the facts. I'm, I'm open to listening to understand. And I keep, the funny thing was I got more black people telling me why that why it's offensive. I don't want a black person telling me why it's offensive. Mm-hmm. We're black. This is our culture. We know when our culture is offended. You are not of that faith or you're not of mm-hmm. that culture. I want a person from that culture to give me what he said that was offensive or incorrect. Right? Mm-hmm. I want to know. I, I just want I don't 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 I, I'm I'm dumb. Break it down to me. Give me the give me what it, you tell me what it is. Treat me, mm-hmm. treat me like how y'all treat us when we try to tell you we offended. Treat me the same way. Give me that same energy. I, I just want, I want a Jewish person to please, or someone from that community to please, make a YouTube or whatever it is, or somebody send me something, and so I can have some clarity. Because I'm tired of hearing from our people telling me what he said that was offensive about them. But go ahead. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go. <laughs> oh, go ahead. They is is. I can't speak for Jewish people, mm-hmm. but it's just there about anything regarding anything anti-Jewish. They're just hypersensitive about. 
Exactly. And and I understand. I, 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 nah, I don't understand nothing. I don't understand nothing. I'm not of that community. I'm I'm, I'm black. That. I don't know nothing about that. I'm not saying this because I'm not Jewish at all. I know a few Jewish people, so on and so forth, but it's more like because the Holocaust really happened, what, 80 years ago. So it wasn't long. And it was like those little things, those their money grubbing, their this, they're trying to control the world. The little things that like Hitler did, like kind of sprinkling the seeds, mm-hmm. and then everything just kind of went sideways. So after that, aftermath, like I said, for them, it's fairly recent. If you think about it, 80 years really not long ago. People are still alive. They're older than that. So they're when something like that comes up, they're hyper vigilant that anything that is anything that's trying to tarnish the Jewish image or anything else like that, they, they own it. That like that's why Kyrie has in trouble. For, 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 for saying and putting that shit up like if if you have a particular thought about something it's fine like we all think shit and I think and they're trying to just find this role as you know people are free thinkers we all are but we know we have to live life through a filter we can't necessarily say everything that we think we have to put it into particular particular perspective but, but, but like mm-hmm. the thing with Ye is him, him saying it and still standing on that stance even now like like the Jews run this, the Jews run that. Like they they, mm-hmm. they they run certain things, they have certain whatever. But you got to look at however they got into power, so on and so forth. If if you feel that way. Let me say one thing. My thing my thing is this. It's just like it's just like Ann said. It's just the it's like just the fact that he's saying something that isn't um, flattering towards them. You know what I'm saying? And it, it, it's exactly that. It's the same thing with like. The gay community or um, like feminist shit, it's the fact that you say something that might have a little bit of truth to it, but if you like keep saying it, like they, I think they are really upset with Kanye because he keeps talking about Jewish people in power that aren't letting other people in or or have been doing this that that and whatever, and keep saying Jew, 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 Jew. Just like when people talk about gays, so gays doing this, gays doing that. And also if it's like black, they say black people do this, black people do that, and you keep saying it and shit, you know what I'm saying? Or you said it once in a big way, you know, like with, with, with Kyrie and shit, you know what I'm saying? It's just like one of like the biggest one, like the biggest like things that like fuck it, all like black entertainers will say, especially like the PC ones and shit, they'll say. Yeah, I don't talk about the, I don't talk about those people, you know. I don't talk about the Jewish people because they run entertainment, like, and they say it like in a tongue-in-cheek way with like a smile and shit, because there, there are a lot of Jewish people in you know power in terms of entertainment and shit, especially mm-hmm. like music and, and shit like that. So it's just saying it, but like the the ones that want to be PC or that want to like you know make sure they get their studio jobs, make sure they get their label money, this stuff, whatever the fuck. They say like, oh, you don't mess with them. Well, they say, yo, they do this, this, whatever. Like, how dare you? So, yeah, like Ann said, this is the hypersensitivity I, shit. I, I guess and, so. But like I said, I feel like I like I said, and I'm saying, I'm the one that's saying this. I feel like in certain, well, in a lot of situations, black people, our culture treats the Jewish culture like Omar from the wire walking down the block. That's why I, that's mm-hmm. why I say that. Like, everybody just runs and scared, even if you're telling the truth. Yep. And articulating our and let's just move away from Kanye and articulating a truth, and you know what I'm saying, articulating an actual truth, you still get, you still are, you still running, you still running from this mythical figure, the Omar figure, as I'm using, walking down the block whistling, 
and they walking down the block in your neighborhood and you running from them. You know, it's just it's just yeah. a weird situation. I mean, we don't gotta get into it, but that was just my thing. We we kind of beat Kanye in terms of the the actual Kanye on I think on like at least the last pot a lot because he that's really kind of the last two, yeah, the last <laughs> two actually because something else had happened in between then. So I'm not gonna state it. The one thing I will say, his white lives matter. I don't know if anybody saw it. I thought I put it in the group. Maybe I did it. He, which is weird to me. But his White Lives Matter T-shirts, the White Lives Matter um, statement was never um, trademarked. So two black guys, uh, Ramsey's Ja and Quentin Ward, they're the hosts of the Civic Cypher radio show. And I believe they're in Arizona that a listener had actually told them, hey, they looked up that this wasn't trademarked and they bought the trademark. So now (laughs) two black dudes in Arizona on the tr- on the trademark, and they said we're the two people that are responsible enough that know how to handle this situation, or whatever it is. So now, anytime anybody, so if Kanye is trying to do something further with that, he's going to have to go through them to get to pay them to whatever they use it, or they'll block them or whatever. They I don't know what plans they have on it, but whatever they're going to do with it is. But it also makes sense now why he was giving the shirts away to the homeless. I'm assuming. You know what I'm saying? Because if you remember, he was giving those shirts away to the homeless in downtown L.A. on Skid Row. Mm-hmm. And that's what was happening. So now that kind of makes sense. Maybe they realize they own the, so-and-so owns the trademark and they can't they can't go to go to market with it. So they just decided to give it away. But I, just, I thought that was a I thought that was a, a that was a weird move because I would think Kanye being in fashion would have a lot of stuff already like that taken care of. But I thought it was a shout out to them. Because that was a little slick move getting in there and getting that trademark so that it can't be, you know, they did basically did it that thing with by having that trademark. So shout out to them. Um no, that- no, 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 just well, I've like I've been having conversations about Kanye for more than a week now. Yep. And I'm like, your aim's misguided. And people are like, are you saying like the issue is, is Jews? Like, no, because you're in America, so you have a distinctly American problem. The American problem that you're pointing at, you're talking about anti-Semitism and uh, Jews and so on and so forth. The problem with America is that the the people that are controlled, that control policy and do all these things are conservative Christians. But he doesn't speak about that. Like, those are the ones that are like riling shit up and so on and so forth and when shit goes sideways, they hide behind God, things of that nature. But he mm-hmm. won't do that. Jews, like, mm-hmm. it's like, like it's an easy target. Like, you know, they, they they have Hollywood, they have this, they have that. Like, your average citizen, like, people, like, we don't care about Hollywood. We don't care about entertainment. We care about, you know, inflation and things and the price of shit going out of control and all this other stuff. Those are people that, like, your elected officials, the majority of them are not Jewish. They're not the ones who control power in this country. They, they, it's controlled by conservative Christians, but he ducks that shit all the time. Like, that's where your problem should lie, but... Like, I guess it's kind of low-hanging fruit in regards to Jews. Like, oh, it's easy. Like, well, they, they own everything, and they're rich, and they're the problem. They're the ones controlling everything. Like, nope, that's not necessarily true. But, I mean, I digress. Just something that came to my brain. No, I mean, well, does he dodge uh, them, or I, is he running or is he running towards them? Because he ran towards Fox, and then he ran towards Trump and called him his father. And those are the people that you're talking about. But go ahead, right. Joe. Well, well, I'll say this. With, with Kanye shit, it makes sense that he doesn't go to conservative Christians shit because it's like he's a Christian, you know what I'm saying? And 
whatever his mind has him on the shit where Christianity is this, that, whatever, and it's great. And that's cool, you know what I'm saying? I grew up a Christian um, um, in the church, Baptist, all that, um, with the old folks, you know, being Christians and all that. But with Kanye shit, I mean, you could call it low-hanging fruit, but you got to think about how Kanye talks and what really matters to him. Like, Kanye ain't really worried about whatever conservative Christians are doing in terms of, like, screwing over, like, people in the government and shit like that. He's so rich that he don't really care about that shit. And the shit he really cares about is music, which is, you know, like, talk about all the Jews and high power in music and shit like that. In the banking industry, Jews, high power, shit like that. And in fashion, fucking Jew pe- Jewish people, like, you know, and that, that, like, um, like what's the dude, um, Bernard? Um, Arnold. Arnold, he's, he's Jewish, and he is, like, the most powerful motherfucker. That's in, the dude like, from um, L- 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 LVMH or something? LVMH, yeah. And married to, that, married yeah. to old girl, too. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so and he's, like, he's a Jewish guy. So that's why Kanye goes to the Jewish shit and... And, and and I think I mean that's just the answer. Like we talking about Ant, like that. That's what he goes there because he is so self-centered that he is trying to get all of us to care about his billionaire problem. You know what I'm saying? It ain't even first world problems. It ain't even like top one percent problems. It's like top zero zero one percent problem. You know what I'm saying? Like shit like that. But yeah, we we get Kanye. All the talking, I'm pretty sure some shit gonna pop up where we gotta talk about this nigga again. So let's <laughs> save our energy. <laughs> Hilarious. Um. Uh, okay. Yep. Uh. Okay. Unfortunately. Uh. Yesterday. Oh, maybe early this morning. Maybe. I think that was maybe early this. I think it was early this morning. I don't know. I know no, there's a time was, difference between. It was. It was yesterday. It was, it was uh, it was Halloween night. So Hallow- okay, Halloween night into November first. Okay, so Halloween night into November first, uh, takeoff of the Migos was unfortunately killed. Look, uh, and looks like some type of argument uh, in a Houston bowling alley. And he's from the from all we know right now, in terms of just facts, because there's a lot of theories out there, but in terms of facts. Is that he appeared to be an innocent bystander, and we just ba- I'm just basing that on the videos that we saw of the actual argument that was happening, where it looks like Quavo was having a discussion with somebody else, and Takeoff was simply just standing there, and we don't know what was said or what happened that led up to guns being drawn and being fired, but unfortunately he was the casualty of whatever happened, whatever the real reason is of whatever happened that night, and he lost his life. Um, what it appears, you know, that that is Quavo's nephew, right? I'm saying, oh yeah, that is Quavo's nephew, and he had to unfortunately watch his nephew be killed and be standing over the body and having to deal with all of that in that moment, all that trauma. And I'm just speaking well, to that because that's the facts and the only thing we know. I'll, but go ahead, I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this. Yeah. Um, was it uh, Quavo would take off? They were in Houston. I'm not sure they had a performance or something like that. I assume they might. Have it was a jazz prince. It was. It was a, it was Jay Prince Jr.'s birthday, yeah. and um, they went out to Bowling Alley, whatever place, and it was a party, and it wasn't like some open to the public shit. I think they pretty much had like you know it was kind of exclusive, and they were there, and after the shit shut down, um, folks were like gathered out where the balcony was or some shit like that, and they was talking mm-hmm. on the second floor. Yeah, yes, yeah, the second floor. Supposedly there was playing, there was a dice game or something going on, 
And I don't know if Quavo was in the shit or he was just there, whatever. But from the last one of the videos I saw, they got into like a little discussion. It didn't even sound like a real superheated argument, but at all, you know, it got <laughs> to where it was. Crazy. And like they always say, take off you like when like a low key quiet one of shit. And he was just like, he was there, you know, not necessarily in the cut, you know, he's right there. Quite, I mean, he take off, he's right there. And um, motherfucker like let off shots. And from what they're saying is, the motherfucker that let off the shots. Just you know, just letting off reckless and either caught uh, take off in the head or the neck or something like that, and it was just one of the tragic things, you know. And um, how I feel about it, it's like, damn, a brother only 28 years old, right? And yep. it's one of the things where like I came on here before and I talked about motherfuckers uh, not being smart about where they at, like with the PNB Rock shit, RIP to that dude, but. You shouldn't have been in that hood, in that place, dripping with the jewels, not securing it up. You shouldn't have been in the first place. But if you was going to be there, you should have been there with, like, a dozen niggas from the hood that's respected and security. You know what I'm saying? It should have been motherfuckers able to get to you, especially if you're shining like that. And then um, earlier this year, last year, I think it was last year, uh, around this time last year when um, Young Dolph got killed, um, gunned down crazy. Motherfuckers after him. When he went to like a little bakery, a little cookie spot or something to get some cookies and shit like that. And it was like, damn, he was in the hood like that. And I don't know, it's crazy. But with this quake, with this takeoff shit, you was really just at like a respected niggas, you know, family like Jay Prince Jr. and shit. Probably Jay Prince. It's like the boogeyman and shit. You know what I'm saying? To niggas, it's like you 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 wouldn't expect to be with the with like, you know. These mob ties, fucking rap a lot, royalty in the city type motherfuckers, and have some shit happen. So that's what's so tragic too. But what's that's that's what's extra. That's what's so tragic about this to me, is that I feel like the young man was finally getting more shine for himself as you know one of them niggas. You know what I'm saying? Because yep. it's always about like Quavo was the lead nigga. He was like mm-hmm. the Jada Kiss. You know that he was like the nigga that's some case the standout star. Mm-hmm. And then Offset. then Offset Offset also got that swag. Of course he danced but even more than that he got the the super famous fashion, like yeah. icon chick and he's a fashion little icon himself. So we got this whole shit but it's like yo take off he's spitting. Take off Godson and he's so young. He's only 28 years old even though You've been in the game, you know, for like a decade now, you know what I'm saying, to set trends. So it's like, I don't think he was moving weird. And that's what really, that's what really like makes it like, damn, like you weren't out here doing no reckless shit. You know what I'm saying? You was somewhere where you should have been safe with the niggas you was with. Yep. And you caught, like you caught one. So RIP to that brother, man. I can't even like go off on those yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. The majority of violence is unnecessary. Sometimes it's needed. In a sense, if you're fighting a war, we need to protect yourself. He was just at a party. and He was just with, you know, family. And he's having a good time. And I don't think anyone would assume that the night would end up like this and his life would end. It's, it's like one of the things you kind of talk about before. Um, you know, recognizing the people that are here, giving them their flowers while they're here. Like people always like, like they always thought like a, when you think of the Migos, he was always thought of like the third Migo. If that makes sense, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but right. but he but he was a part of it. He, like when they when they, on the records he rhymed so on and so forth, and everyone always said like you know of all of them he's probably the best lyricist. Yeah. Uh, take take with it as you may. I I would I would probably agree. He didn't sound like the rest of them. He was definitely different. Like he definitely seemed like he had flow and everything else like that. Um, for it to end up so tragically like this, and the fact that you know, it wasn't like. It was some shit that was aimed for him, or so on and so forth. Like it was just a tragic accident. Like he just just was in the wrong place, wrong time, and got clipped. It's like it's, it's it should it should still be hard to fathom for people, but some people just just don't like. I think we almost become desensitized to violence. Mm-hmm. Like it just happens. Like these things happen when we realize that you know they are actually preventable. They are like. You don't want to live with the regret that you took somebody's life, and especially if the shit was by accident. But these things occur all the time, and we try to figure out like, like, what do we do about this? How do we solve it? We never kind of get into the action plan when it's not a violent period. It always takes something to happen. Then they're like, you know, we need to stop doing this, and we need to stop doing that. Like, yeah, we do. I, I agree with you, but. We, we, it's something that we have to take in a plan in action all the time. We can't just do it when something occurs. Like we need to do this about police violence or gun violence or violence in our cities and so on and so forth. And I don't want no more moratoriums. I don't want no more marches. I don't like you have to have a real functional plan. And this ain't it. And like I said, this is just an isolated incident. It wasn't out in the street. It wasn't mm-hmm. like a bunch of whatever. It's just something that happened between a bunch of people. And from what it seems like, an accident occurred. It wasn't a murder it wasn't aimed for he wasn't a target it just occurred but the thing is that you know it, it just shouldn't have came to that like if, if you're at a celebration you want to enjoy it with the people and celebrate life and not thinking at the end of the night you're gonna lose yours that's when it goes a little bit too far like it like why do things that we enjoy have to end up like this like why does this have to occur in a joyous moment like why is it like come like sh- like strapped up I guess I'm not trying to be naive about it, but like that's kind of you know the way shit goes and the way life goes, and sometimes you gotta have what you gotta have on you. But in a thing like this, when we're all like company, like I said, that's Jay Prince's son. Like you, this just Houston, you safe here. Like so, and this kind of occurs, and it's just it's hard to deal with. And it's kind of tragic because I think there's still more to find out and more to know. Yep. So we're kind of being reactionary about it, which I I don't necessarily like to do. I like to have more facts. I'm just kind of going off this and just like. It's it's really a sad thing. It's really a, a a tragedy that occurred because it was unnecessary. It happened. Um, rest in peace to that man's family. And I know everybody's in pain. And all these niggas just, yo, man. If I get shot, just oh, something happened to me. Yo, call nine one one before you start recording shit. Seriously, like for me, like you don't need to do that. Just 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 keep me alive first. Record my ass when I'm in the hospital recovering. Don't be out here. Like recording a body, man. Like I said, it's not necessarily for public consumption, but it is now. And that's not the big thing. It's like, you know, the, the family has to deal with that. Nobody wanna like hear the see the tragedy over and over and over again. See what happened to your child and him lay down on the floor. Like same thing with P and B. Like he gets shot, somebody pull out the phone, like, no, yo, someone call nine one one. Like, fuck the phone, fuck all this, like like save help me save my life. Help me, help me now. But they don't do that. We just it's a generation just full of clout kids. They just wanna be the ones that put this but, up and show people this bullshit. I don't like that. But one thing, I'll say this. We, I mean, Alice was talking about, I don't know if he was in on it, but we were talking about um, 
how the people do go to like you know record the stuff and it's fucked up but I assume that somebody did call 911 mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying and uh as far as pulling out the phones and like getting footage and shit, that's just the era we live in. We can now, I don't, my thing is, I don't have the personality where if there's shootings going on, I'm trying to record shit, I'm trying to get the fuck out of there because I'm trying not to catch no stray shit, you know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to catch no bullets, I'm not trying to catch no bullshit. I'm trying to get out of there, but it's like we, this is the era that we live in where people record shit and I'm not as mad at it as I probably would have been some years ago. You know what I'm saying? Now it's just pretty much is what it is. Normalized. It's normalized, yeah. And uh, Alex has shared um, a video of uh, Charleston White uh, ignorant ass talking about um, how fucking uh, niggas like uh, Mm -hmm. Gilly and, and Boosie and maybe some other people are like talking about how people need to stop trying to record these rappers and show some respect for their lives. When and his whole thing was people ain't respecting them motherfuckers don't care about regular people. And when I think about it now, if that shit would have happened, and let's say that um, in the alternate ending and shit, fucking takeoff didn't catch a bullet, or if he did catch it, it would have been like suddenly grazed him or like some non-life threatening shit. It would have been this, and if someone else would have died, it would be like oh. Somebody died. Some people got shot at a place where they were celebrating um, Jay Prince Jr.'s birthday, and fucking Quavo and Takeoff with Amigos happened to be in attendance. And it would have been like a little blurb, you know what I'm saying? It wouldn't have been a big fucking story. At it wouldn't have been. It wouldn't have been every rapper, um, actor, whoever the fuck had a picture that had Takeoff in it, posted on their Instagram or Twitter. How they doing? Everybody passed away. Or posting whatever type picture shit like that. So it's one of the things like this is only a story because this nigga's rich. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And he's who and he's who he is. He is who he is. And that's just a, that's just you know the world we live in. So I can't get mad at motherfuckers recording it because they know it's gonna be something. It's it's a thing, and they record regular folks getting gunned down on the street or getting hit up by cars and dying. So. That's just, you know, how, how we live and motherfuckers are desensitized to it where, you know, some people aren't even thinking about their own safety before they thinking about, you know, oh shit, let me get to the this. Getting to the party, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I'll say this, like I heard what you said and I understand because you were talking about being react, being um, proactive as opposed to being reactive, but the whole thing is... It's like we didn't. It's, well, I don't want to say we, but no, it's not about waiting for somebody. It's just because this person has a name. And he died, you know. To quote the great Cameron from uh, Pain and Fool, niggas die every day, b. And that's not no. And I'm not making light of the situation. But if we were to go, if we were literally to go and look up per state or whatever who died on that same day, we could probably find somebody that died that same day at that same time. And that person wasn't mentioned, and that person may have been an innocent bystander. That person may have even been a child. Where a straight bullet I'll came from, this. something that had nothing to do with it. Go ahead, Joe. I'll say this. My god brother, he had posted something on his um Facebook. It was um from the news. It was uh pictures from the news um that was like right outside his apartment. Mm-hmm. And then it said um eight-year-old girl and two adults shot in Newark. You know what I'm saying? Like 
Oh, up top. Oh, okay. Yeah, so like and it was, it was like it was right there, like the barbershop on the corner where he was like, I'm looking. It's like, oh shit, the many a times I didn't walk that block. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> no, no, I never really walked that block. But uh, well, <laughs> maybe go to maybe. Go I know, Jimmy. I know. Shack, okay. But yeah, been over there, like chilling with him, or dropped him off, or would pick him up, or might have. Maybe, I, I've walked around the. I, I've walked around the corner, maybe time or two. But it's like, yeah, it's like right there, and I, that was that, that was like the, the night after. Or the same night, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, so it's just like it's, it's, it happens every day. So it's, it's it's about being reactionary, period. And I don't, you know, I think it's it's a, it's it's not a micro discussion. It's a macro discussion, and it would take up this whole hour or two <laughs> if we started having it. Yeah, you know. But shout out, shout out to him. Um, hopefully that, hopefully there will be some resolution between them as a family, meaning Offset and Quavo, because now. Somebody that's that's been their family. I'm not. I thought they were all family, or they all lived together. I don't know. I know they all had a close relationship. Like they before rap, they got relationships before rap. Like they came up together for real. For real. Who that? Amigos? Yeah, yeah. The, the, I don't know if they're all related, but I know that. Yeah, they nah, all, um, they, Oh, they are yeah, all related. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What's her name? Is uh, Takeoff's. Uh, Takeoff's uh, mother is uh, uh, Quavo's oldest sister. Yeah, and, yeah, I know uh, they're related, but I didn't know about Offset. I don't know Offset, Offset is Offset is the first cousin. Is, um, oh, okay, okay. So right, so the Quavos were so they they family, family like they okay, got, yeah, that's they what got I'm the saying. grandma so, and cousin and shit like that. So so we know the Migos, like distant cousins. Yeah, yeah. So we know the Migos broke up, and I don't know what the real reason is and not like that. But hopefully, this can bring that family back together, and they can not even musically just bring family back together because you know you need somebody to lean on especially y'all had that close bond as y'all went from nothing to something and mm-hmm. stuff like that so um uh it's just it's just a fucked up situation but shout out i mean it's not shout out excuse me r.i.p to that man and shout out to quavo i hope i mean seeing that happen and you probably and especially when it's something that you're not dealing in a situation where you know it can happen and it's unfortunate and you have to witness it and then you have to go Tell you how now have to go you tell to your, go sister, your sister, right? You got to answer to all these that's questions, you. right? That's they said yeah. he fainted. They, they yeah, yeah, I saw um, that's what the, they okay, said so that he fainted. Yeah, they said, which you know, again, which, that, that's just a hearsay, but you know what? But, that makes sense to me. Like, that sounds yeah. like some that sounds real to me. They like, wasn't quick. Why wasn't why don't we see Quavo as the main nigga help and say, yo, later, like, yo, he fell out. Like, it was like that, shit, like. I mean that that shit make I mean young man he wasn't it, it wasn't causing no bullshit and then like you said like you gotta you 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 was you was there and it's not like you was supposed to be the bodyguard or whatever but that shit look that shit nephew you know what I'm saying like right. God right. damn right like, shit and you got you know what I'm saying him I can imagine how um I think Black Sam was there when Nipsey got killed if I'm not mistaken too like you witnessing this person that's basically your brother in a sense, because you're close in age or whatever, whatever, and you have to deal with that. And now you have to go tell somebody, you know what I'm saying? Now you got to go. And, and then the other part, and I'll end it here because I, you know, I stay out of street shit. Yeah. Two th- well, there's two things I do want to say. We're, we're going to find out, we're going to find out quick what happened because of the point that Joe made earlier. You were rec- somebody, and I think the general public was there because people were recording. There's too many different angles of things that we have somebody was recording whether that place had cameras or not but somebody was recording that entire thing from somewhere and they had that they have the murderer or murderers because if you listen to the gunfight it sounds like 
gunfire in one direction and then return gunfire because they, they came too fast. But I, I don't I'm not the street guy to understand guns and how that shit work, but that's what it sounded like to me. That's one that's the first thing I'm gonna say. They're gonna find out, they're gonna find out fast. And nobody's talking, which is weird. But if I I, I would never want to be in the position of probably seeing who did it if I was Quavo. Because all intense purposes, he was if we if we just go back to that one shot Joe that you know we were just looking at, takeoff is standing mm-hmm. in the back, not the back, but he's standing off to the side. He's not even involved in the discussion. Quavo is. Mm-hmm. So whoever pulled that gun, he had to. Well, I'm going to assume. I don't want to speculate. I'm assuming he saw. Right and now everybody now everybody's quiet. Nobody's come forward. You not only have to go and tell that your sister what happened, you now have to answer, and those questions are going to be coming from them, who did it? And you're going to have to figure out what type of man you are in that moment if you know what ha- if you know everything that happened. You understand what I'm saying? You're going to have to, you know what I'm saying? The internal struggle you're going to have because of whatever little mm-hmm. street shit they got with the whole situation over there or however you want to have it lays out. You know what I'm saying? Which is why y'all always hear me say, listen, I am a civilian first. If you do a crime around me, I don't care. You will go to jail and whatever happens after that happens. But you will not be putting me. I will not be doing no football numbers. I'm not standing on those. I am not a street nigga. That is not my code. I am a civilian. I'm an American civilian. You do a crime around me, you will go to jail. Period. Point blank. End of discussion. And then after that, I'll have to deal with whatever consequences that may unfortunately or unfortunate or unfortunate may have to come with that so uh, that internal struggle that he's going to have or whoever in his camp because we all know they wasn't alone somebody on that side saw everything and The fuck? They're big, but they're nowhere near those numbers. But I would, I would say, I wouldn't be surprised if it's between five and fifteen or something like that. But shout out to Gillian Wallow, they got it out the mud. Shout out to Wallow. I've always, you know, even before the um. They started the podcast. I, I, I always loved watching Wallow and his inspirational morning, you know, you know, tidbits that he would give. And I would always share them and stuff like that. And I like seeing somebody get it out the mud after. I think he was locked up for like 15 years or something like that or 20 years or whatever he was locked up for. Come home and then they get to it. He's always sharing that information on this platform. And like the plan, especially I saw him recently share after he signed a deal. He shared the plan that he had that he had written in jail. Then when his first day out, he then opened up and said, I'm putting this plan into effect and I'm going to be and I'm going to be whatever, a millionaire or whatever. And I'm shout out to him. I just, you know, really, truly shout out to him. I just like watching people win and figure this shit out after they go through some shit. So but shout out to them. A lot of the reason, you know, we always talk about we started potting before because we kind of got inspired. But I think it was really Joe, Joe that inspired us the most because we were always doing it. But shout out to that. Shout out to anybody else in the podcast, man. This shit is just dope that they were able to sign that deal. Um, I don't, if anybody, anything, anything? Wrong? Go ahead, Joe. Oh, <clears throat> uh, um, no, nah, like, like you said, like uh, Gilly and Wallow, like they, 
they was grinding and shit, and they got their shit up. And especially looking at Wallow's story, doing like pretty much being his whole adult, adult life in prison until a couple of years ago, and then coming out with inspiration, and then just you know seamlessly going into this into you know the, the podcasting space and carving out their niche and you know getting whatever type bag they got. They got millions of dollars. Whatever mean millions it was, it was something. But yep. There's no way it wasn't like millions, so God bless. Yep. yep. No doubt. Shout out to them. Um, on the other side of things, and I and I always watch the clips of um Math Hoffa's podcast. Um, somebody remind me of the name. A Math Hoffa's podcast. My, my my expert my, opinion. Uh, thank you. My expert opinion. I always see it because he releases it a certain way. He releases a lot of clips before he releases the full thing, and pro- most of the time, by his time, by by the time he releases the full thing, I've kind of gotten my fill from the clips and I've moved on to something else. Mm-hmm. But but that, I mean that's you know that's dope because I get the YouTube and advertising that gets attached to that, so he probably makes a lot more money. So I understand why he does it. But shout out to but um so shout out to that. But unfortunately, him and his crew have um have split ways. I don't know the full story. I don't. I know that I. I didn't get a chance to see. I don't know Aunt, if you saw. I know that I could they said a few people. Oh, Joey. Okay, yeah, Joey. You can really speak about because I, I saw I could, them talking about it. Yeah. The other dudes talking about. I don't know if he spoke about it. But go ahead. yeah, I could bring a little something to it. Uh, there was news that came out um some days ago that uh, Math Hoffa has signed a two point seven million dollar deal with Revolt. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I did see that. To do something with with his podcast, you know, I'm assuming maybe the show with how, how they do with a uh, drink yeah. champs or something like that, put on there on there. And uh, then when that shit came out, fucking um, two of the main niggas on uh, Hoffa's podcast, uh, Heineken and Esso, they came out and they were like, "We ain't fucking with this shit no more." Now, from what they little story was that Math uh, was acting funny and told Heineken not to come through to. They didn't need them for a uh, pod they were doing with um, Rich Homie Quan. Mm-hmm. And um, then when he told Heineken not to come, so his man, like, okay, I, I'm not coming either and shit. And they just did that pod. And then I think not too long after that, the the rumor the $3 million or $2.7 million came out. And niggas like, oh, Math ain't trying to give us no money and shit like that. Now, uh, Button Podcast, he called Math and Math was like, I ain't getting no Two point seven million dollars. He ain't like he ain't getting no deal and no nothing like that yet. And it's not been like totally confirmed and shit. But it's just like they, he was talking about just the the um, the rumor that he got a bag and they had like a little bit of like you know a little bit of beef over like you know not coming through or whatever shit like that. Mm-hmm. Got these niggas totally split. Got a whole nother situation. It seemed like it went like quick as hell. Like niggas yep. went and got. A whole nother podcast. Like they was already they looking, like they already had that deal on the table. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know the whole history. I don't know Heineken whole history or Esso whole history, but from what I get from Esso's history that he been managing or doing whatever he's been doing in the rap game for some years, it's just seen him with a whole bunch of niggas from Puff to Clue, a whole bunch of niggas. So niggas is like definitely like in the industry, just not, you know, household names to like, you know, common folk like me and some other folks. So I'll say some right. niggas had ties to like do shit so it, it's just one of things man like kind of like when, when button podcast when they was doing the shit over bread and then his co-host uh rory amal kind of like also type of way 
it's it's never know, man. When it's a big money coming situation, you see who everything changes. Are, you know, even just the thought of big money coming into a situation, and from what I think, it's like, yo, man, Mad Fighters had this shit for like two two and a half years, but the shit ain't pop off crazy except for the last eight months and shit. Since we was there, numbers doubled or tripled on like YouTube shit. So it's it's it's, it's what it sound is, identical man. to Joe shit. It sounds identical yeah. to that shit. Yeah. Identical, but even less to the fact where it's like at least them niggas had years in the game and was kind of there at least early. These niggas like yes, the shit popped off a lot more when they was there, but when it comes down to it, I I've seen maybe a couple of like clips with the last few guests that they weren't there, like D-Rose and the Bitch Homie Quan shit, and I don't, I don't know if they was there for Joel Ortiz and um, the nigga uh, King Crooked and shit, but I don't miss them. I'm saying, like, it's like, even though Math Hoffa is in, like, Joe Button level of, like, you know, fame and shit, or Gilly level his of own. fame or yeah. something like that, yeah, he is, like, the name on the shit. He holds his own. Like, Math Hoffa, if you was a battle rap fan any time in like the last decade or so, you know what I'm saying? Math Hoff ain't been the hottest name in the past couple of years, but he's 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 he's, he's notable, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's it's one of them things, man. Niggas like, you know, I salute to niggas finding ways to to make more bread than they was making doing their previous shit. I mean that's like yep. that's a dream, you know what I'm saying? Yep. But you yep. know, and it's just sad when the you know shit like this happens. And I try to put myself in like both places, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's say, like, we do this podcast, and let's say I was like this real, like, famous nigga, and motherfuckers was kind of listening to this shit for me, and y'all was here. Yes, motherfuckers is doing their thing, but you kind of riding the coattails of my name, so some shit comes through and shit, kind of know your place in the same space. Like, let's say we do this podcast, and Alex, this this household name, and niggas listen to you and shit, it's like, and they come with a bag and shit, like, Yes, I talk a lot and shit do whatever, but it's like I, I feel as though I would know my place and not like flip, you know what I'm saying? Like it just like get it where I fit it and kind of be happy to be in the mix. But you never know. You never yep. know. Yeah. Money makes enemies out of all of us, especially when it comes down to friends and business. Sometimes yep. it just don't work out that way. Sometimes it's better to have business partners as business partners and friends as friends. You got to keep them two separated. I, I think you kind of, kind of come to a particular realization that, you know, certain people bring certain things to a show and that's mm-hmm. fine. And that, and that's good. I mean, that, that's kind of the, the purpose, but you know, who's a lead mic and that's the person that's supposed to carry the show. You, all these niggas want to be Jordan. Sometimes you got to be Pippen. Pippen went to the hall of fame. You, you you still matter to this, you, and you're probably replaceable, but you're, but you're yeah. still like a core. You're like you're essential to the show. Like the Button Podcast is good with with um with Ish and Ice. It just don't have the same mm-hmm. kind of back and forth it did with you know more. I mean Rory and Maul. I mean right. that's just the realization yeah. of the fact. But but they went on their platform and they're doing not. Button numbers, but they're doing fine. And Joe's still doing what Joe is. Mm-hmm. Well, these other two dudes, I don't know. Like, and the thing about my math show that is different is like he's the lead dog on it, but he really interjects. Like whoever's on there, like if you the guest, all right, you talk. We'll ask you a question mm-hmm. here and there, but 
you you tell us your story and we'll some come up we'll laugh we'll talk we'll think whatever about it but he's like i'm 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 letting y'all tell y'all shit because that's why y'all here for i'm i'm the lead mic but y'all mm-hmm. are the guests so i'm gonna treat you as so and having them there like they did bring something to it but is the show going to suffer without him probably not as long as they keep getting the good guests and i mean those guests and bringing on those people and building those you know connections to have those conversations with people is probably why he's going to get you know this deal that should be coming up eventually or whatever but i mean that's the way it goes money changes people and you think that you deserve more of the pie than you should and in reality you don't you, you, you get what you're supposed to be served it's more money for you but and it's more money than you ever had before so right. don't think I'm gonna go out and do my own thing. Like, oh no, we're gonna make what we could have made here. You're not. You're just just another pile like a lot of other people. Yeah, and, and then so from uh okay. no, I just about say and nigga Enzo from what he was talking about, he was like from doing the pod, he was getting like, I don't know, it was maybe a couple hundred or maybe a thousand or maybe a couple thousand, whatever it was. He was like, Man, what I was getting from even doing that shit, I smoked that shit. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't even about the money. So if it wasn't about the money. And what's the problem? What's the beef? You know what I'm saying? If you if the man supposedly got that deal, then was like, oh, did you get this? This, you know what I'm saying? Like, if there's more money in the shit, then why can't you shop it up with the nigga or see what it is and like go forth? But yeah, it's like it's like as say people like they provide shit to whatever, and they just got to be real about what they really bring to the shit because the beauty of mass pod, why it isn't like you know looking like a the thing about why I, why I like his pod is because it's not a clone of Buttons pod. You know what I'm saying? Right, he's interviewing. He's having pod. Yeah. yeah, it's not it's not even a clone of Nori's pod. It's pretty much it's it's, it's like it's it's pretty much we have a nigga that's no that's notoriety a famous motherfucker coming and sitting down in this barbershop. I'm Math Hoffa. I'm saying like, hey, I'm the main I'm the main nigga here, but I'm letting this motherfucker talk. And as far as all them other niggas. Like different niggas, they have like whatever ties to the industry and shit, and that's cool. But most of the talk they provide, it's like just a random nigga getting a cut in a bar. The niggas ain't getting cut; they just sitting there. But it's pretty much like a random nigga. Like you can have random niggas, like random niggas. Like I never saw like the the great bursting, and but you know it is what it is. Yeah, shout out to that. I mean, he does have. Um, I mean, because I've seen the show, I've seen a couple of episodes, and I noticed that uh, Mecca, Mecca is the one. If y'all, he's the one with the, all the with the long dreads, and he's mm-hmm. he's an old. Well, I won't say OG, but he's like he's real notable. To your point, you were making before, Joe. Like so he was like he was behind the scenes industry cat. Like he, there used to be um, a crew, and they used to break records called Two Dope Boys. He was one of the Two Dope Boys where Ebro used to act like he was breaking records, but he was just stealing the records that they was making popular on Twitter <clears throat> back in the day. But he's a person that would be, that I'm pretty sure he'll keep and he'll be able to slide in and add a little bit more than the other dudes because the other dudes kind of seem a little bit off to me. I didn't know what was going on. I was like, yo, who's these dusty niggas that's talk? But anyway, mm-hmm. shout out to them. I'm pretty sure he they'll get it together. Shout out to those other, those, those other dudes. Maybe they'll get their shit together and, and move on and be great and shit like that. Um... Again, y'all know I'm, I'm moving on to into uh, movies and TV. Y'all know I don't have no TV, but I know the last time we spoke, y'all did tell me it was the final episode of I don't know which power. And what, am I saying that correct? Uh, yeah, it was uh, Raising Canaan, Power Book Three. It had the right. uh, finale for that, and 
the joint was fire. Like it was a, uh, it was uh, it ended in a big epic. Like, um, it was building up tension between um, uh, Kanan's mother and, and her whole crew, or whatever. Um, and some Italians because she was trying to move into Jersey, and these Italians in Jersey, they had uh, you know. You can't just come in here in our territory without paying respect or paying this that whatever. And saying they was working through it. Then some little sideways shit happened with um mafia boss in Jersey's uh son or some shit like that. And then he won revenge against these niggas in Queens and shit, fucking uh Kanan's mom's crew. And the and the shit ended with like the fucking Italian niggas pretty much airing out every spot they could and trying to kill all the niggas in um Kanan's mother's crew, and it kind of left us with a cliffhanger. Like, all the main characters um, in the crew, I pretty much lived this shit, but, it's, but it, they set up for it to be a nice little, like, um, everything changed type shit when it comes back. So, I mean, it was cool. It's a shame that we got away. So, that's the only thing about these shows, um, these cable shows that run, like, 10 episodes and shit. Mm-hmm. You get 10 episodes... But we get like, so we get 10 episodes usually across like 10 weeks, maybe like 11 to 12. They take a week or so off. So you got <clears> the <throat> show for 12 weeks. Then the next 40 weeks, you know, it's just like 40 weeks. We got to wait till we get another 10 episodes or some shit. So, but the way yeah. he's running it though, like, like this is, and then, then BMF is picking up or the Tommy one is picking up. Like, it's never, you're getting another one right after this one goes off though, right? After one ends. Am I saying that correct? Yeah, yeah, that's the beautiful thing. As far as the shows, it's a 50s lane of our stars. There's four shows. And so, like, you got to have a little time off before BMF comes back. I think it's coming back in January. And, um, either Jan- yeah, sometime in the new year, I think January. And shout out to Lila. She's going to be a season regular on that, playing, um, Meech's brother, um, Southwest T's girlfriend and shit. And that, um, and then not too long after that shit, probably right when that shit's going off, we're going to probably get maybe March or whatever, Power Book 2. That's the big one. That's the one that's a direct um, continuation from the original Power, starring um, Michael Rainey Jr. as Tariq. That's, Mar- that's Mary the big and one. Right? Oh, yeah, with Mary and Meth and shit. And it's Mary still, that show, <clears throat> that, show, that show is so good to me because I, st- I swear it has to be one of the most seamless um, spinoffs of a show that like it seems like seamless that it, it actually has like new life but still has the same essence. It's like it's dope. Like I think about shows like classic shows like a different uh, classic shows like Cosby Show that have like a different world. It's a spinoff, but the Cosby Show is still going off. It's different. But I think about right. like Three's Company, how that shit ended, but they tried to do Three's a crowd, which lasted maybe a season or two seasons. This wasn't it. This power book. I didn't even shit. I didn't even know that shit till you just said that. I never even heard yeah. that. That's crazy. Yeah, so, but yeah, it's shit. It's like it's it's really good. It got that old feeling, and but it, it, it's it's just good. And Meth and Mary are like you don't they, they're so in the show that they don't even you don't even see Meth and Man. You know what I'm saying? I know mm-hmm. they're both older. They in like they early fifties or whatever and shit. But it's like. It's Mary, but you don't even think Mary J. Blige. Really, you think, oh shit, this is really Monet, the, the fucking drug kingpin's like queen pen wife, and or this is really Davis McLean, the fucking high power defense attorney. This ain't like fucking M E T H O D. That you don't even think about fucking. Right. Still, they had a they had a couple scenes together, like Meth and Mary, but 
they so in this power world that you don't even think about, I'll be there, you know, you all that I need, I'll be there. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's great. So, and, and right now, Fifth has, uh, in the meantime, before BMF comes on, he has like a BMF docuseries that's running like, I think, eight weeks. I haven't gotten into it because I've seen a number of BMF fucking docuseries, doc, I mean, docu, documentaries already. So I ain't really be for it. I might get into it, but I'm just waiting for the show to come back. But 50 got so many different things in the mix. And like, I'm so happy to see that motherfucker's like second act and shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah, what's there to watch? I'm not I'm not even watching anything new. Man, what's, well, what's, 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 listen, you know what I'm watching? I'm you know, I watch I'm still watching my law and orders and I'm watching um Abbott Elementary. I don't know if you ever got a chance. I know Joe, you kept saying you were gonna watch it. That shit's amazing. I love that show. Abbott Elementary's fucking hysterical. Well, other than that, nah, I'm not watching it. Oh no, nah, I, I ain't gonna lie. The shit I saw I, um I've been catching up on a lot of the, the documentaries on Netflix, and then I finally saw Me Too or Me Time or whatever. Mm-hmm. I finally saw that. I didn't watch the other shit yet, but I'm, that's the shit I'm watching. I'm watching some of the documentaries that's on um on Netflix. Some of them, them shit, they got they found new life with those documentaries. Mm. But yeah, uh, mm-hmm. well, go ahead. You think it's gonna be like a documentary channel? It seems I mean, like it. they need to figure they need they're losing content and they're trying to use the African shows and the European shows as filler and I don't think it's working and so they don't they they're trying to come up with original um content and I guess the documentaries where they're going is what's working so they're gonna stick with that for right now. I haven't seen the new. I know I saw Cat Williams has a new special on there. I haven't looked at it yet though. Hmm. I don't know if anybody else saw it. You saw it? No. Oh yeah, you saw it. Never found a man particularly funny. You say Cat got a new shit up? Yeah, he got some new. She got a new. Um, yeah, it's definitely new because it was like you know they fucking featured it. That's how I knew it was new because they featured it on um, Netflix. Because the last Cat shit I saw was the shit I went to see him in concert it was a uh, World War Three or some shit. That's what it was called. The last one I seen. I know that's on there, but if he got a newer shit, yeah, he's got know. a. Um, um, let me see. Okay. It's um. Let me see what's called. It's a new thing. Um, following. Oh yeah, it is World War Three. Yeah, I saw him in. Concert. You probably saw right. You probably saw it, and then he finally finished it, and finally found and said that he filmed it in Vegas, January of this year, earlier this year. So then this is after the tour is over. Now he's selling it off. Same thing Kevin Hart's gonna do because you wouldn't score. Didn't, who's didn't one of y'all tell me I went to see yeah. Kevin Hart? I saw I saw Kevin Hart um when he was uh pretty much uh doing the the warm up to the the big tour. Right. So I oh, guess he's okay, working he, work, he was working out the material. I got you. Yeah, yeah but it was still in the, it was still like in the big theater, so it wasn't in, it wasn't the arena shit, you know what I'm saying? And they had the niggas there and I look forward to watching um when that um when that shit comes out just to see how much of the shit he was doing there actually makes it because that shit was hilarious. It was the funniest Kevin Hart shit. Um, oh, really? Okay. I seen since his early shit, and I wonder if it's that way because he was still taking like chances and shit because mm-hmm. he was doing you know like smaller cities and shit like that and wasn't it wasn't like you know 
Uh, it wasn't in small rooms. It was it was big. It was still theaters, but when he goes to the arenas, how much like is watered down. So I was watched because I was because I was there. With people that should like, oh, we gotta go see it. So we went there, had some good seats, saw his niggas that warmed up. They was funny. They was cool. And then when Kev went out there, it was like some really dope shit. And I was sitting there waiting for him to be corny, but it wasn't. So okay, dope. Yeah, gotta, gotta gotta wait and see. It might be some shit. Right, so I'll look, I'll look forward to that. She was not. What? Did did you see Black Adam? Of course. All right, I want to see if you in line with what 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 I'm hearing from most people. Go ahead, what, what's your take? It's big, it's loud, it's stupid. Oh my god! And it's like, <laughs> and if if you if you're going there just for that, it's fine. If you're trying to see like how does this go into the DC universe and so, it's not that. It should be. It's not that. It's it's one of the things where you it's it it's one of the movies that's better when you turn your brain off. You ain't thinking about it and just watching shit explode right up your alley. But if you start thinking about it, like why why is he doing this? How come his accent changed and all this other shit? It's like all right. All that made me realize is like I cannot wait till next week. Panther come out. I'm beyond ready for that shit. So if I told you Black Adam had a um, rating of forty percent from the uh, you know the critics, right? Ninety percent, yeah, and uh, Rotten Tomatoes, forty percent from the critics, but ninety from the audience. You say the audience really fuck with it because they just turn their brains off, say, "Hey, this is the rock," and the shit is loud and obnoxious, and we fuck with it. One thousand percent. Okay, That's where it's a, yeah. some movies are just like that. Like, all right, I'm just gonna rewind a little bit. It's had nothing to do with movies, just had a thing you're talking about the comedy thing. What was it, Saturday? Saturday, I went to um, a comedy club to go see Ali Sadiq perform. Which one? Oh, in J- Jersey? Or in Jersey, in Jersey, bananas. He's okay. bananas in Jersey. Hilarious dude, great storyteller, so on and so forth. When you watch certain things and you like, because I've seen the specials before, I've seen his comedy, you know what you're getting yourself into. You're like, all right. And it delivered. With Black Adam, like, The Rock been talking about the shit for years. This is going to change the DC Universe forever, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't that. It's a loud, dumb fucking movie Damn. that people just enjoyed. And that's all it is. Like, you're not looking for anything special beyond that. And I mean, I guess the thing people are just most excited about is the end, like, the after credit scene where, Superman, Superman comes. Mm-hmm. Everybody's lit. But outside of that, this, it is what it is, man. Just big, loud, and dumb. And people Damn. love it. it Critics hate it. it. It made money. It did what it's supposed to do. Damn. <laughs> he just blew my shit because people, well, everybody I know that say, they said, but these are comic book heads. So let me preface it by saying that. So I'm assuming whatever happened in the movie went along with, um, went along with whatever happened in the comics. Which always seems to make them happy, but those are the those are the comic book nerds. But go ahead, Joe. You was about to say something. <clears throat> nah, I was saying like like Ann said. You know what I'm saying? Like certain movies is just like those types. And I gotta say, like as much as I like um, smart comedies or like just smart like movies, dramas, whatever that you know really like hit the po- hit the points with you know the the cinematography and the acting and the direction and all of that in the storyline shit. 
there have been many a movies that were just dumb shit that I have fucking loved. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I, like I gotta say, fucking the Fast and the Furious, the first movie, the little street racing movie, I liked it. It was cool. Even the second one with Tyrese, I could tell it wasn't the best movie, but it was cool. Even Tokyo Drift, I was a little turned off because it didn't have the two main stars in it, but even that shit was cool. And when they brought the shit back for the fucking Fast and Furious, the fourth one, that shit was cool. And I was over the moon in the fifth one because my favorite movies, favorite movies are romantic comedies and fucking heist films. And that shit was a fucking heist film. It was like Ocean's Eleven on fucking steroids and NOS and fucking all kinds of shit. And then after that, the Fast and Furious movies all kind of ran together. Niggas were jumping, car, cars were flying out of planes. Niggas <laughs> were doing all kinds of weird shit. Niggas was um, shooting down airplanes and fighting and driving cars through airplanes on fire. And then the last one, Fast and Furious 9, Tyrese and fucking Ludacris were in scuba suits in a fucking Fiat or some shit like that in space. And they crashed into a satellite because... Fucking, it was gonna upload some shit that was gonna kill the world, and them niggas were in space in scuba suits and shit. So this shit was stupid, and the movies get dumber and dumber. I think Paul Walker had died, but I'm gonna watch the tenth one when it comes out, and they say it's gonna be, and they say it's gonna be the last one in the franchise. But they're gonna probably continue the franchise with spinoffs with other characters because that shit has loud explosions. Uh, good-looking women, muscle-bound niggas, and fast cars, and all kinds of crazy shit, so turn my brain off, and enjoy. They can't <laughs> all be fucking... They can't all be crash and all be or good fellas and shit like that. Sometimes they just bang, bang, bang. Alright, well, I'll say this about Black Adam. Shout-out to Aldous Hodge. Um, I didn't realize that he... I, I kind of been watching him for a long time without knowing that I was watching him, because Die Hard with Avengers yeah. is one of my favorite movies. I didn't realize he was one of the little kids. Like, I think he was Samuel Jackson's nephews, I think it was, or I don't know what they were to Sam, Sam Jackson in that movie, but they ended up, you know, they, they, he was one of the little kids. I remember watching him in Leverage, because I really liked that show a lot. I was mad it went off the air. I thought it was a good show. Then I saw he had first gotten his um his big individual break in, uh, what was the name of that movie? He played... um. Damn, I can't find. Oh, Brian Banks, the Brian Banks story. And I know he was in Hidden Figures, but it was really and he was um MC Ren, and um and uh Straight Outta Compton. Yeah, but, he was just in shit. Like I know the fuck he was, but he was yeah, I know. But I was like, yo, I keep seeing. Then I was like, then he did. Well, he did the Brian Banks movie, which probably which is actually a good movie, but it just didn't get the mm-hmm. promotion he needed. But he did play the hell out of that part. And so that's so I'm I'm happy. I'm just watching him. I'm looking was, at what he's was, done. Um, yeah. And he was in, and he was, and he was Jim Brown in that um, one night in Miami, which was really good. Oh yeah, that's right. That's the other one. That's the other one. Yep. Yep. He was in that, and yeah. I see he has um, another movie coming up called Parallel. But I do also want to shout out. Um, I, I said it. I said it. I think um, we saw when we were talking about the Creed trailer that we saw. But that dude Jonathan Majors, I kind of I forgot. I saw another trailer. He's got something. He's gonna have a hell of a year next year because we already talked about Creed three. He's gonna be. He's also playing, playing King the Conqueror. In Ant Man and the Wasp, he's got another. Oh damn, I can't see. The, I can't see what that movie is. Damn, and he's uh, he's going to be in the Avengers movie coming out in 2025 too. So he's got he's got a lot of shit coming. So he's going to have these next two these next two two years are going to be this is gonna, well actually three years. This, he's going to make a lot of money. He's going to he's going to be a leading man in something else. I know he's a co-star in, in Creed, but 
he he's probably gonna get his own shot doing something real crazy and big too. So I just want to shout out the two brothers because we always talk about. We went on a tangent one time, Joe. I don't know if you remember. We were like, all the bl- all the black actors are, are not American. They're all mm-hmm. from over, they're all from overseas or whatever. But now his two homegrown. That's not no shot at them over there. But we just did his two homegrown folks. Um, that's doing that's doing big things. So shout out shout out to them. And I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to. I'm definitely looking to, forward to um, Jonathan Majors and seeing what he's gonna do. So shout out to him. Yeah, he's a thespian, thespian. He got that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He went to. He, um, went to, he got that master's from Yale. And yeah, shit. he got his yeah. master's from Yale. He went to school here. I'm in North Carolina. He went to UNC Chapel Hill for um mm-hmm. for drama for drama theater or drama whichever one of them and stuff yeah. like that. But and then went on to Yale. So shout out to him. <clears throat> and um, Aldous Hodge. He he also went to uh, what's the name of the school? I looked at it. Oh, the Art Center of College and Design out in Pasadena, California. So shout out to them. Shout out, shout out, shout out to them. Um, all right, on the sports, <laughs> it's been a lot of shit going on in the last since since Sunday. Between the NFL yeah, games yeah. and today, we had a whole lot of shit happen. We'll I'll start and I'll jump it off with Steve Nash. They're gonna say they parted ways, but I'm gonna say Steve mm-hmm. Nash has been fired. Now, y'all know I'm not the basketball guy, but I know enough basketball that when I saw those playoffs last year, I was able to say, I know you don't really have to be this espion type of coach to get your team to the playoffs because you have Kyrie and you had um, Katie, even though Harden was there earlier, but you can, you can get to the playoffs with just them doing whatever it is that they want to do. But it's when it comes mm-hmm. to the playoffs and you get in those seven game series and shit gets tight and you got to make adjustments. And we watched him for those four games or five games. No, four games. They got swept. We watched him for four games and me, as a novice basketball watcher, not knowing the technical, the technical aspect, saying, "Yo, why aren't what is ha- why is nobody making a screen? Like, why is it just everything ISO?" And but anyway, so that's why I say he got fired, or whatever the situation was. But I'm, they say they part ways, but he got fired. Good riddance. And it look, as it right now, I know Jacques Vaughn. I think they have a game tonight, and he's taking over. And then it has the appearance of. MAU Doka that they're targeting to perhaps I don't know if they're trying to do it this season or maybe they're trying to do it at the end of the season but his no, name has emerged they, at the they, top they, right that's what I was trying to, get to figure motherfucker out and like they try like Woj is like they're gonna finalize that shit today or tomorrow okay so wait okay stop right there he's still under contract so they'll have to trade for him similar to what the, the well, Clippers trade for Doc Rivers well I don't believe so because it's funny, Stephen A. Smith was talking about this shit like a couple of weeks ago. Because um, his whole shit was, yo, you should fire this man. You got him in limbo. You going to suspend him and he can't do this shit. Then he was like, then he said, okay, I pretty much got word that if another team wants to hire him for an assistant coach or a head coach job, Boston won't hold it up. They'll just let him go. Well, I'll just say so, this real quick. I just looked it up just real quick. They did. The Clippers sent the first round pick to Boston for, for Doc Rivers. Yeah, that was that shit because he was on the contract and it wasn't a thing. Like he was. That's he was what I'm there, saying. Because he's still on the. E-May, that's my whole thing. He's on the contract. But that shit with Eme was, he could have quit, but they they got him like suspended and they cut like right. his pay. Right. And they pretty much they pretty much put him in that particular space, kinda to keep him. If it was pretty much they kept him there just in case this whole Joe Mazula, whatever his fucking yeah, name yeah, is. Yeah, I think yeah. It doesn't didn't like pan out. They could like come back and if Eme was still sitting there with his hat in his hand, like you want back in, boy? Oh yes, thank you, sir. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but you know, 
this this shit is such a mess over there in the Nets. And Ime was there like I think like a year or so. Yeah, he was there. He, he was an assistant coach of was, um, Nash. Yeah. So so it's like and so Nets pretty was like I right, we hire him and Brooklyn. Like, I bet take. I mean Boston like take him. You know what I'm saying? He was fucking bitches in the organization and shit. We got the half black, half Italian boy that we want to bring in anyway. Fuck it. You can have him. So I think they're pretty much just letting him go with Oh, they're gonna let him if they're gonna let him walk, they'll that be I wouldn't let him walk. I mean, nah, that's a that's a that's a um, entity and you're gonna trade for him. You're gonna and, get two the, second round picks. And the conference and the fucking division. Yeah, right, they, like you definitely, you definitely giving me up, and you, you giving, and you get, like I said, I, I get two second rounders, even though second rounds don't mean shit. I can say that because yeah. be not here to combat it, but um, you're gonna give me something for this. You're gonna give me something for this coach. I'm not letting it go. You know what I hate? You know what I hate? I know they gotta say it because they women and shit, but you got like Malika Andrews and Molly Karam and maybe a couple other like you know what the females that are kind of high profile on like ESPN like. But what a oh oh what a, what does this say about how the NBA feels about women if they're gonna let Ime who did whatever he did just go and coach another team like shut up bitch let this, let let this black man like do whatever he ain't rape nobody he ain't kill nobody at worst he was taking advantage of his position to get some pussy but it was like wasn't no like force shit apparently you know what I'm saying ain't no shit where they bringing him up on charges he ain't Deshaun Watson was. Jerking off and trying to get hand jobs from random chicks that was. <laughs> let the, let this man cook. You know what I'm saying? Let this man cook. It's funny. I wonder. Um, I did. I was. I started watching. Um, uh, Matt Barnes and um Stephen Jackson on like when they were like weekly round. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one 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 regular episode was like kind of like a weekly roundup shit. I started watching it, but I kind of turned it off or lost my place when they were talking about. It. So I wonder what Matt Barnes's whole take is on it. Because before he was like, oh, man, I found a way he did, so I could see why they might let him go. But I don't think Matt Barnes really cares if the biggest girl goes to another TV either. You know what I'm saying? Like, let this man work. And the reason that I don't think there's going to be that much pushback, like, from Boston or whatever is because, mm-hmm. is because Brooklyn is a shitty situation. It is. You have... You have three household names. You know what I'm saying? You got two, you got the fucking most skilled scorer in the game and fucking um, Kevin Durant. You know what I'm saying? Guard of skill, seven feet tall, can shoot from wherever the fuck. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The walking bucket more than anybody has probably ever been a walking bucket since them seven foot two niggas that was playing against them white boys in the fucking 70s in the 60s. You know what I'm saying? Like he was right. a walking bucket. You got Kyrie Irving, who is low-key one of the best, like, fucking little scorer, smallest scoring guards, like, in the game. You know what I'm saying? He got crazy skills. And these niggas is, like, and you got fucking Ben Simmons, who two years ago, he was a fucking all-star, defensive player, the year type type player, and all this shit. And these niggas have, like, a 2-6 and six record. So, <laughs> it's like... Yeah. So you ain't got to go and like straighten that shit out, and you got a whole bunch of other motherfuckers. That's whatever. Well, I'll say this before you go in. I'll say this. One of the things that I heard, and it came from, and the only reason I'm repeating is because it came from um, what's the? It came from Goran Dragic, and he said his time at the Nets. He said they didn't practice. They never ran any set plays. Everything that they ran was based on ISO. 
and there were no, he said there were never any halftime or in-game adjustments. So, yes. and Steve Nash is supposed to be his guy. Because I think he came mm-hmm. in on the Nash in, in Phoenix. Like, that's supposed to be his guy. And that's what he said yeah. about that. I, I heard that today, um, I think from, uh, I forgot the, the light-skinned dude that's on Fox now. They used to be on ESPN. But he said that to that Bruce was a quote. Bruce, I think, because Bruce, that was a quote. That wasn't like they said, no, that was a quote from Gwen Tragic. That, that's what they yeah. said about that dude. Go ahead. And it makes sense. Oh, go ahead, Joe. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I was just saying it makes sense because it's like Steve Nash, one of the best point guards the game has seen. You know what I'm saying? Unselfish, fucking hardworking, this, that, whatever. Knows the game like crazy, but it's like he is a swell guy. You know what I'm saying? He, 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 he didn't seem to have like that fire to come in there and like really tell niggas what to do. And it's like you got a Steve Nash who was more like of a role player than, uh, well, I mean, Steve Kerr, more of a role player that could, uh, that knew the game and was around a couple organizations. And then when he went to coach niggas, he went to coach like Steph and Clay when they was on the verge of becoming Steph and Clay. And, and you know what I'm saying? And he let Draymond be Draymond. And so he had these niggas, fucking mm-hmm. Steve Nash got to go there with fucking Kevin Durant, who will be a dream for anybody. You know what I'm saying? Because he just going to do what he want to do. All he want to do is hoop. But then you got Kyrie Irving, who feels like he's Kobe Bryant. You know what I'm saying? And he's not. And he also feels like he's a bit of fucking Jim Brown and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and this, that, with the other shit. And he's not. You know like he's a, some type of savant. Yeah. <clears throat> I have some, I'm going to let Ann go. I have something to say yeah. about Kyrie, but I'll let Ann go. Go ahead. It was overdue. It was going to happen. I, I respect the Nets for just being like, uh, we don't care about headlines or press or negative anything. We're trying to win at all costs. Because you know it's got to be something when they're going to let a coach go. We just took them to the finals. So you can hire him with no compensation, no nothing. Mm-hmm. Like the Celtics just want to be done with this shit. Like, you know, y'all can have them. They didn't care. And like I said, if, if 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 whatever occurred didn't occur, he'd be coaching right now. It wouldn't be an option. If it became an option, they want to go ahead and do so. He's the right coach for this team because he's the kind of person that's going to like he'll bark back at you and try to put you in your place. Hopefully, mm-hmm. inspire some confidence in Ben. But 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 Steve was never like the the right coach. Like I understand like people think like you know like a guy could see the floor and he's like he understood it and ran an offense and so on and so forth. Well, coaching is partially X knows like you gotta manage expectation and personalities, and you got some mm-hmm. very unique ones there, and he just wasn't built for that. Like when it came down to it, like talent alone could won them a bunch of games. They could do things, but like I said, the thing with Kyrie last year with the COVID stuff, then James Harden like coming in out of shape and fucking around, then he won sound, then it get Ben Simmons, who's kind of actually a perfect fit for him but his mind just isn't there so mm-hmm. it, it's it's a smart move by what they did but you understand like they're going full we don't give a fuck mode and the problem is that yeah. the next person up on the chopping block gonna be sean marks because he ducked a lot of this shit he he he, mm-hmm. he made the trades he signed deandre mm-hmm. jordan he got rid of jared <clears throat> allen he he moved for ben simmons he 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 backed KD when KD tried to force his way out and it kind of worked his way through it. 
and like I said, that that roster built around him is is just not it. And he is the last yeah. man standing. So if this don't work, he the next man out of there. Yeah, you know, I swear to God, basketball will forever be a weird sport to me. I don't understand. I hear what you say, but to say to say that this shit is just crazy to me. This man, I don't know how how long has Sean Marks been there. Has he been there the whole time? I don't know how long he's been there. I think so. I'm going to look it up, but he's been there a while. Okay, so he's been there a while. So, one, he drafted all those players. If we're going to go back to when he, they had Kenny Atkinson, he drafted Levert. I think they drafted Levert, Jared Allen, whoever else they drafted, and put together that playoff team that was not that was supposed to be a trash team and not go anywhere. And that team, led by D'Angelo Russell and Kenny Atkinson, Made the playoffs, so he built that team. If he was there, yeah, then been with, been with them he, since 2016. Okay, so I'm gonna yep. So then that he's included in that. So he mm-hmm. put he put that team together. That was the that talent together. Then that having that talent together, and then drafting well, and then acquiring not acquiring, then signing Kyrie to that team as well, breaking up that team, mm-hmm. trading D'Angelo Russell to get whatever they got, and then that you know Kyrie came or whatever, and then he got hurt. They didn't do nothing. Then with the assets that he had gotten and all the draft picks he acquired, no, I'm sorry, before that, then he gets KD to come and sign, right? So now that's under his watch. And then because they had all those assets, they go and they get James Harden. Now, I don't know why he would be on the chopping block. It's No, 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 I do know why. But it's weird to say that he's on the chopping block when you literally got Three top 10 NBA superstars all on the same team, but because they couldn't figure it out, similar to the LeBron situation in Miami, because they couldn't figure it out, he's next on the chopping block. It's just, that's all, I'm just saying, that's just, think about everything I just said that this man did. And because they couldn't figure out, not him, he got, any, if I told you, hey, you're going to get this team, you, you, you a basketball coach, and hey, I'm going to be here to coach this team, and you're going to get, I'm giving you KD, Kyrie, and Harden. You're like, oh, shit, my job is about to be easy. Or you excited and whatever happens, happens. But you you excited to do that because you think you got something. You cooking with grease. It's weird to say yeah. now because they couldn't figure it out. He's got to get fired. when He was the one that put a good team together naturally through the draft. And then went and got superstars and they couldn't figure it out. It's just weird to, it's just weird to hear that. Well, I think that I mean, I think I think that he did all of that. I think that's why he still lives. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it's like fucking. I, th- I think he has a little more rope than we're giving him credit for. Like, oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay, he, okay. I, I don't think he's like. But he wouldn't be an end season because he did. You know, pretty much the right moves. He wouldn't be an end season fucking uh like. You know, cut. You probably could survive this whole season if these niggas make it back to playoffs and get to the second round. You know what I'm saying? And shit like that. I think he, he should make it through stick. the. I think he should make it through the next three seasons. Yeah, he probably, probably, he probably will. I mean, only only reason that he wouldn't is if he really got, um, if KD really flexed for some reason on him. That's crazy. And I and I think with them finally getting rid of Nash, you know what I'm saying? Because the, the worst thing that he probably did was. Getting Steve Nash as a coach. If that but, that's, saying, but isn't that what they wanted, though? Isn't that what they wanted? I don't believe that's what they wanted. Meaning the players. <clears throat> yeah, the players. Because, I mean, when you think about Kyrie and KD, Kyrie was on KD's podcast 
before the season, like, before the shit like even started, when they signed, when they hired Nash and was like, yeah, you know, we don't really need a head need coach. A coach. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. We don't, we don't, I mean, we don't even need a coach because I mean, with the way we play it, fucking, fucking messing around, I'd be like the coach one day. I'd drop some plays. Uh, KD, you could drop like some plays. Fucking, um, shit, I assisted. Uh, what's the dude named Jacques Vaughn? He could draw some plays. Like, this is how Kyrie was talking before these niggas even hit the floor with Steve Nash. Like, Yo, they were like, on, this, this nigga man. ain't shit. This nigga's and, wild, man. And it's funny because <laughs> that's, that's a wild that's nigga, and, and the fact is, I believe that, you know, a nigga like Ime Adoka, even if they would have just gave Jacques Vaughn a job, it would have been better for him because Kyrie. He's, he's for his people. You know what I'm saying? He's full of shit and a whole bunch of ways. He's for people anything. So you got he going to talk dumb wild about fucking a white boy, even if it is the great Steve Nash. But he might, you know, if E-May says, yo, we got to do this, he'd be like, you know what, black man? I don't give a fuck what you're saying because I'm Kobe Bryant, but I'll give you a little, I want you to look good. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, that's the best thing that they got going for. They got a black man there <clears> that, you know, has worked under some of the greats and actually led a team to the finals and shit like that. So, I mean, it is what it is. Honestly, man, <laughs> all I, I want to see the fucking Nets with the fucking championship now. Nah, just because I love Kyrie Irving, <laughs> yo. The nigga, like, I hate Kyrie, one of the niggas that I, I, I vacillate from going, like, I love this nigga, I hate this nigga. But I love Kyrie Irving because I like how he ain't backed down to, uh, what's the dude's name? I forget the reporter's name and shit. When he's talking about that Jewish shit, he like, he said, oh, you're promoting this. I'm like, I'm not promoting that. But when you put it, what I did, what I did, what, you know what, you're done. You're done. Nigga, 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 you are. (laughs) I I love. But he was able to, he knew how to handle himself. I get get what Joe says. Yeah, the thing about Kyrie is when I look at it, the more and more I think about football, oh, Kyrie's so full of shit. And yes, Kyrie is overpaid. Kyrie can pay a lot of money to be a nigga that isn't that, like, you know, that fucking super-focused basketball player that's going to show up every night and give you all of the greatest shit and and be have his interest elsewhere. But he's very, very good. He is a champion. And I appreciate that he doesn't care about the basketball as much as he cares about like his causes and shit like that. And my thing is this. My thing is this. I feel as though half of these motherfuckers, like I heard Charles Barkley talking, you know, Kyrie, Kyrie needs to apologize and he's talking all this stuff to these good white folks. I'm like, shut the fuck up, Charles Barkley from Leeds, Alabama, with your fucking country ass. You know what I'm saying? I like Kyrie because I feel as though these niggas talk about Kyrie the same way that these motherfuckers talking about fucking Kareem Abdul Jabbar and shit. And fucking probably talking about Bill Russell. Everybody love everybody this revisionist history where, you know, these niggas is old and dead and shit, or they just old and about to die and shit. And they talk about, oh, they was the greatest people. They stood up to this. Then reporters talk the same way to those fucking greats and Muhammad Ali and all of them niggas that they talk to Kyrie Irving. It's just revisionist history. Like, everybody loved Martin Luther King but there's the same reporters and shit that was talking all of this shit to motherfuckers that had pro-black ass views. And the one thing about Kyrie is he a pro-black ass motherfucker. And he ain't crazy as Kanye West. So I, I fuck with him. So I fuck so, with Kyrie now. <clears throat> I hope he's in front of these white folks and that. And 
just plays his game and gets his buckets and I hope he gets another championship and rubs his niggas' faces. I'm going to say this. One day we're going to have a conversation about who's more overrated, Kyrie or AD. But I'm going to save that for another time. Okay. I'm going to save that for another time. Okay. <laughs> that for another time. Uh, also in the NBA, the Lakers finally got a win the other night. They, they're one in five, or maybe they have. They might have gotten another one since then. But um, I know they got their their first win over um the Nuggets, if I'm not mistaken. So maybe they're yep. one in five or whatever they are. They did one in six, yeah. And yep. Oh, actually, no, they're one in five. I'm looking at it now because they played the Pelicans tonight. Yeah, they played the My Pelicans bad. tonight. And, and the Darvin next, Ham cried. He did. <laughs> oh my god. This shit. Braun can't go out like this. Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this about the Lakers because I've been dealing with a bunch of stupid, well, I don't want to say stupid Laker fans, but I've been dealing a lot with the Laker fans. And I'm going to say this. Last year, y'all could blame it on LeBron because the Laker fans like, oh, we need to trade Braun. We need to move Braun. But last year, y'all had every right to blame that on Braun because bringing Russ there was a LeBron move. This year, there's nobody else to blame except Jeannie Buss and Rob Polinka. If you sit in there, when you get LeBron James, when you get Tom Brady, when you get, well, yeah, when you get Tom, you are immediately saying that you are now in win now mode and you must know, you must now go into win now mode. So whatever they wanted to get rid of us so you could get Buddy Hill and Miles Turner, although I don't think that's going to do anything for you, but I mean, I don't know if it's going to get you to the chip. But if you think that Mm. puts you in a better position and you can still ride and you think LeBron can will you, then that's what you should have done. You should have given up the extra pick. Fuck that pick for 2027. You want to save a pick so that you can figure out in 2027? If we just look at, and all I'm saying, and I say the same thing all the time, we look at the NBA draft. Anytime you're picking after seven, you dead. And even mm-hmm. if with the top seven picks, you don't know if you're getting that guy. The Knicks picked yeah. three. We, the Knicks got the third pick in the draft, and we was dejected. With the third pick in the draft, mm-hmm. we was ejected. So to save that, to save that pick, to say, oh well, we don't want to give up that pick because we're mortgage in the future. So what? LeBron you is here LeBron now. LeBron change. And yeah. that's the thing. How I'm wondering how the Lakers, all fucking teams, you go into the preseason, you go into the um to the to the offseason with LeBron James, Anthony Davis. And Russell Westbrook and maybe another nigga too on the roster. How do you not load up with some of the most no name fucking random white boys or random like grinding out players that can shoot fucking at least thirty nine percent from the fucking field and shit? Like all with them niggas, all you need is motherfuckers that play hard that can knock down threes, and you can't tell me. In an NBA that's littered with niggas that like pull up and shoot threes, they couldn't find like three or four niggas that could be knocked down shooters. I'm I'm trying to figure out why they don't have Melo on that team. That's my thing too. I'm like, if anything, you, you need a shooter. Mello, He's right there. You do Melo shit. If you brought in Melo, he <clears> would be <throat> fucking. He would be the nigga that would eat. He was okay, excellent. He was good. He was one of the best players on that team last year. That's that's bad to say, but he was. Yeah, that's he did his job. Honestly, I don't know what they did. They they did they for some reason they did not find a way to get Melo a couple million dollars to just you know be out there. Melo, we all know Melo would have went there. Mello, Mello would have went there for the the league minimum. They could have they could sign him right now if they mm-hmm. wanted to. With no problem, they could sign him right now with no problem. They I don't know what they're doing, but. 
it's no longer blaming LeBron. Stop blaming LeBron, Laker fans. This is mm-hmm. this is your ownership's fault. So that's all we did. But yeah. shout out to Lakers, y'all finally got to win. I, I, you know, I, I I'm not a Bron hater. I want Bron to go out on top. One of the greatest basketball players, actually one of the greatest sports stories in history. A guy that was chosen and hit the mark. Most of these, most of the guys that mm-hmm. get that that get that tag before they get there. They never do anything with it. He he met he exceeded what people thought he was going to do. So shout out to Bron. Uh, I mentioned the Knicks, but the Knicks, uh, as we're talking right now, first quarter, uh, it's eight to nine. Knicks are up over the Atlanta Hawks, and at home, so that we'll keep we'll keep track of that game. I know the Knicks lost the um game. Who did they just who did they lose? Who we were talking about something within five minutes. That game was like three point. It was a three point game. And then within five minutes, it went haywire. What? What? Oh crap! What game was that? We were going. Oh, oh Cleveland, dude. Cleveland. Yeah, Cleveland. Yeah, the Donald Mitchell game. It was with four minutes to go. The score was one hundred one to one hundred four. I was texting with somebody, and when I looked, three and a half minutes later, <clears throat> it was like one eighteen to one hundred eight. I mean, one eighteen to like one hundred six. And I was like, wait, what happened? And I'm assuming I yeah. think I saw Donovan Mitchell went crazy. Or something like that, yeah, but I, I couldn't Kevin believe Love, that. They went off. And Kevin Love, them oh Kevin Love too. Them, Not Kevin Love. Come off, on, Julius. Off the off the bench, Kevin Love hit eight threes, yo. And oh, he's I trash. think fucking them niggas, yo, them niggas went off. And I was watching the shit like in the fourth <clears> quarter. <throat> I mean, the shit was the Knicks lost fucking by thirteen points. In the fourth <laughs> quarter, they got outscored thirty-seven to fifteen, yo. <laughs> they got outscored by twenty-two points to lose by thirteen. They was up by nine oh, going to four. Yeah, but one thing I gotta say about the uh, one thing I gotta say about the Knicks, I'm proud of the Knicks. Um, they're 500 right now. They three and zero at home. They they open three on the road. Um, and the games that they played, I mean, they lost a close game to the Grizzlies to start the season by three points in OT. I ain't mad at them. You know what I'm saying? Then they mm-hmm. beat the beat the shit out the Pistons. I watched I watched their, their first game. I watched the Pistons game where they shut the Pistons. They handled the Magic. Magic put up a show, but they handled them. The Hornets had to go to OT against them, and they ain't had fucking a mellow ball. They ain't got the nigga that beat the shit out of his wife. Miles uh, Bridges. Miles Bridges. And, but, you know, they did what they did. And the Hornets, they, they're a pretty solid team. They, they get buckets. But they beat them niggas. Um, on that Friday, I found I got laid off, so I was out drinking with niggas. And um, they was playing the Bucks, so I was like, I don't need to watch them play the Bucks in Milwaukee. I know what'll happen. They got Giannis and they got my nigga Drew Holiday, so they took that L. And then, um, yeah, that Cavs game, I was watching it. I was like, okay, we we get our first road when we in there. Like you said, Shane with Haywire, but you know, I'm still I'm still proud of the Knicks. The niggas play hard in every game I've seen, and God bless. Yeah, and um, Brunson Brunson looks like the real deal. Like that looks like he he's mm-hmm. fitting right. He's fitting right in and doing his job. So I want yeah, to say real... shout down. Point guard is, is different. Like I would have a lot of pushback because he's so little, but he one of them little niggas that work. Yeah, he he's a grunt. That work and he's a, he's he, a grunt. he is he is smart. Like he is he is that he is the right motherfucker to be there. It was a bargain. The price we got him for, he's good. Like yep. I can't say nothing bad about. Yeah, yeah. And Julius is not hogging the ball. He's not a he's not a pit when they passing the ball. The ball is moving. And mm-hmm. I know B. I hope you're listening. I'm gonna say it. And I'm gonna say it right now. I it, I know it's only. I think you said three or three. So that's only six games. Because I said this to somebody else. I am paying paying close attention 
to the Mitch Robinson minutes versus them Hartenstein minutes. Because right now, Hartenstein is averaging more minutes than Mitch because he's a better fit on the floor and can spread the floor, and they have to guard him. He's not a pit. They Once he steps outside and once he goes outside of six feet, you still have to pay attention. He's not in his three or nothing like he's supposed to yet, but once he starts hitting that, it's going to open up that some more. The one thing I will say is I, I'm kind of – I don't know. I don't – RJ hasn't hit – He and I guess, you know, still beginning of the season, he hasn't kind of hit his stride yet. I was hoping that he would build on everything he did at the beginning of last – not last season, but last year. No, I'm sorry, not last year, at the beginning of this year because he kind of went on a run. I was hoping he would build on that, but it's like he's he's slow out the gate, so I want to see him pick it up. Obi looks good. You know what I'm saying? And the minutes that he's getting his per I know I'm I don't I never really understand the per 36, but I know Joe, you referenced it a lot. His per 36 looks really, really good based yeah. upon like the, the stuff that he's doing. But I need RJ to I, you know, I'm not even looking at winning and losing right now. I'm just looking to see cohesion and to see, you know, minutes played by the young by the young by the young guys and for um RJ to step up and build on what he did when he started at the beginning of the year. And yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. You, maybe you don't got nothing on the, on our, on our Knickerbockers. <laughs> nah, I don't, man. They they've been doing good for me gambling wise. Outside of that, I don't really care. <laughs> Hilarious. I'm being honest, man. That's it. That's nah, it. I got you, son. Nah, like I'm with you. I'm. I guess I always try to tell people like I am a Knicks fan, but I'm just not emotionally invested in sports. I'm not watching every fucking game. Like, did you think it's covered? Cool. So. <laughs> Well, I'll move on quickly to the NFL real quick. Well, let me just say one thing mm-hmm. before we go there. Yo, mm-hmm. shout out to Josh. Shout out to the lottery pick, uh, Josh Primo. For, uh, yo. We ain't speaking that motherfucker. Got kicked off the fucking team. And it's like, yo, they cut out to Josh Primo. I was like, oh, I remember his name. And I was like, what happened? They like sued after they cut out to him. like, yo, something had to happen. He was, a, he was okay. He was this or whatever. And he was just showing. He was exposing himself. <laughs> and um, during like therapy sessions to bitches, all kinds of shit. He young, he yeah. only about two years old, man. He'll be he'll be twenty into the year, but yeah. it's like this is crazy. It's one thing. And I looked at him, he looked like a creepy motherfucker, yo. This he looked like crazy, a creepy yeah. young nigga, yo. Like motherfucker, yo. And he's from this Toronto and shit, yo. He's a weirdo. Oh, he's from Toronto. Um, you know, he's from Toronto. <laughs> oh, <laughs> damn, nigga. But shout out to him. You could, that nigga's crazy. I saw that. I saw that story. And he went to college in Bama. He did like a year down here or something like that. <laughs> shout out oh, to he went to Alabama. Oh, he was in the SEC. Okay. Yeah. That's hilarious. Um, but on to the NFL. Giants went up. I think they went up to Seattle and they lost. And yeah. the Jets also lost. The Jets also. The Jets also lost. But still. If the playoffs started right now, both teams would be both teams would make it. Jets at five and three, and the Giants at six and are uh, sitting at six and two. Yeah, so yeah, still, yeah. And Giants did um, trade Kadarius Tony. I think they got a second. I think they got a third or second round pick back for trading uh, their. He's a knucklehead. He went to Florida. I mean, he went to Moscow. He went to Florida. Mm-hmm. He's a knucklehead. But watch him go to Kansas City. Be over there with Patrick Mahomes and look like. The first round pick he was supposed to be for the Giants and shit like that, and then mm-hmm. the Jets they lost their um Brees Hall there who was actually going to be rookie of the he was going to be yeah. offensive rookie of the year towards ACL for us in fantasy for for Jet fans it's terrible for us in fantasy who might have had him <laughs> it fucked us up 
I actually was in the middle of making a trade for him, but the person never accepted the trade. And I was watching, I saw that come across and I immediately canceled that trade. So I was able mm. to keep, I was a, actually able to keep DeAndre Hopkins. So, okay. So I was able nah, to keep him for that. I was so shout out to the Giants, mm-hmm. man. Nah, we had the six and two. And we was in that little Seahawks game, but that boy, uh, Gino, was doing his thing, man. He working. Yeah, shout out to Gino, but, too. Yeah, but I would say that the Giants want to buy, which is cool. They get a day off. And thank God we get the one in five and one. One five and one fucking Texans. We come back the, next, the Sunday after that. Then we got the one and six Lions. So I thought there was two fucking W's and shit. And then the Giants going to have to see the fucking Cowboys. We'll, we'll probably have the same record as them. Probably be like eight and two. More than likely. And But that's going to be on Thanksgiving. So if we take that L, like motherfuckers figure, we're going to take the L because niggas is on the Cowboys dick right now. At least I will have turkey and mac and cheese and candy yams and fucking whatever kind of greens in my tummy. And I will be licking <laughs> up. And I will be chilling. So, no, nah, but I, well, if if that's the case, and let's just say you win, because anything can happen. But let's say you you win, you beat Houston and you beat Detroit. That's eight wins. You just need to find two more wins to at yeah. least be. And I mean, I don't know what it's gonna look like, but if you get the ten wins, you know, usually if you get the ten wins, you you can find your way into the playoffs. Yeah. Somebody, somebody's Cause gonna falter. Because with the Giants, like the ill shit about the Giants, like we took that had that early game against the Cowboys and shit, like week three. But after that, we heavily backloaded with the fucking division games, and that's where shit gonna have to shake out because, like I said, on Thanksgiving, we got the Giants, then we got the Commanders, then we got the Eagles, then we got the Commanders, then we gotta play a pretty good a pretty good Vikings team, then the, then we got the Colts, then we gotta end the season with the Eagles. So the Giants better handle the motherfucking Commanders. Did you say I was saying, yeah. did you say the Commanders twice? Yeah, yeah, we, we oh, no, nah, y'all can get two, y'all can, yeah, y'all can get two wins there. Y'all can get two wins right yeah. there. But it's tricky, because we got, got Cowboys, Commanders, Eagles, Commanders, and you know how divisional shit get fucking, niggas might drop one of them Commanders games and shit, so only easy shit we got after that is we got the Colts. Um, yeah. Week 16, week 817, whatever, yeah. But they trash. And then the we Colts got the trash. And hopefully the Eagles rest niggas, um, <laughs> The last game of the season. Rest niggas. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah. Let me see. Shout out to B's team. They traded for Christian McCaffrey. He went crazy. Mm, he had a Ladanian Thomason. He had a Ladanian Thomason type day where he rushed for one, he caught one, and he also threw for one. Shout out to throwing that yeah. to Brandon Ayuk. That helped me. Uh, that helped my fantasy team. Mm-hmm. And there were a couple of trades that happened today. Um, Roquan Smith got traded to the Ravens. Claypool got traded to the um why am I drawing a blank on that? Oh, Claypool got traded to the Bears, finally get a black quarterback uh, in uh, Chicago some help. Things like that. So I mean it's 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 shaking as as always the NFL has such parody in it and fuck my Raiders. They they fucking got it's hard it's very hard to get shut out in an NFL game. It's hard. Like that's not something you can do that simple. It rarely ever happens. But shout out to the Raiders for showing everybody that it can't happen getting shut up twenty four to nothing um, mm-hmm. by the New Orleans, by the by the at the time the two and five New Orleans Saints 
with the backup yeah. with the backup quarterback. So shout out to them for showing them. So they go go crazy, Raiders. Y'all look fucking nuts right now doing the shit that y'all doing. And I'm gonna say this, and we can end, we can end it here unless anybody's got anything else to say. We eight weeks in. And Russell Wilson don't look like that guy that everybody thought he was. And it looks like hey. Geno Smith playing it within the system and doing whatever needs to be done within the within the, the line of play. He's got them at five and three, and Denver is three and five. And also they also just traded their best defensive player, Bradley Chubb, to the Miami Dolphins. So they 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 were they were one more trade short of punting on the season. And so I don't know, but shout out, shout out to Pete Carroll. I guess he was right. He was on, a lot of people complaining. He holding Russ back, but now Russ got the reins and he ain't doing nothing. So there's that. Hey, he just caught him. A, he just caught him a W in London. Yeah, he just yeah yeah he just won. He won. He won. But he's not looking like that guy. He's looking bad. And neither <laughs> is Aaron fucking Rodgers or Tom fucking Brady. Oh yeah, so, Tom Brady. They lost to the fucking Carolina Panthers after they treated everybody. Mm-hmm. That was a that was a that was a terrible look. But I but I treat Tom like I treat LeBron. I don't bet against them. Nah. Until it's over. That division is as shitty as they thought the NFC East was going to be. <laughs> yeah, so. the Atlanta Atlanta was the team that we thought was going to be on sixteen, and they actually leading the division at four four. Shout out to them. Mm-hmm. Shout out to them. Other than that, I think we covered. I think damn, I just got off everything. Oh, let me um. Let me see real quick. I mean, I didn't um, look at any new releases coming out. Uh, the November four. So I see Alicia Keys. Oh, that's a Christmas album. Oh, last week. I'm glad I see this, and I did look at this. Last week was supposed to be Drake and Twenty One Savage putting out a double album. I actually found that out on the stage. You know how I love Clubhouse. I found that out on the stage with Twenty One Savage. That, let me just say something real quick about Twenty One. That's a cool motherfucker. <laughs> Like a lot of mm. there's a lot of shit that we talk about the young rappers and a lot of shit that they do, but like being in rooms with him and being in like private rooms with him where it's just like maybe about maybe 15 people at times, he's mad cool and he knows what the fuck he's talking about, and he talks mm. about the difference you know the young and old you know how we holding on and our 40s hold on to hip hop and gatekeep it a little bit but he he has yeah yeah a lot of good takes about it and a lot of understanding and. The, talking about why they need to be, you know, we need to let the reins go. And I'm saying we, because I'm in the age group. We need to let the reins go and let them fly. But I want to say shout out to him, but Drake and 21 Savage have an album coming out on Friday called Her Loss. Let's see who else. Uh, Rap Ferrari, I don't know who that is. I'm not. Oh, Offset album is supposed to be coming out the week after next, so we'll see. That'll be interesting. I'm going to say that. Oh, and King Disease 3 is supposed to be coming out as well, uh, November 11th. But we'll talk about those some more as the dates get closer. But as of now, I just see that Drake and 21 Savage coming out Friday, which I can't wait for. I don't think anything, I don't think we missed anything that dropped recently. I don't know if you, if you, if anybody's been listening to anything that we need to talk about or go over. If not, we can go ahead and end. Let me see. Oh, you know what? Shout out to Ron Isley and Ozzy Brothers. I didn't realize they put out an album and I was listening to that recently. Shout out to them. Oh, and definitely um, listen to that. I don't know if I... No, nah, I didn't say it before. Listen to the Babyface album. That Babyface Girls Night Out album. Oh, yeah. I, I, I played it. I played, you played it. played it? Good. Yeah, that's some fly shit. This is basically Babyface uh, connecting with the Ari Lennoxes, the K-Lines, the LMAs, and making dope music with them. 
and shit like mm-hmm. that. Mooney Long, Mooney Long, I like her a lot. You know yeah, what I'm saying? So shout yeah, out, no, shout that's, out that's to a, that. That's a thing. Like he did that right. Yeah, yeah, he did definitely did that right. <clears throat> um, other than that, yeah, I think we covered everything. I don't see nothing else. I mean, I see some takeoff stuff, but I don't want to go over that no more. It's all good. And then as Take we stand right now, twenty four nineteen Knicks are up uh, on Atlanta. So, yeah. like that. So, and if you don't got nothing else, we can close yeah, out. Good. You got Okay, we yeah. are good. Yeah, 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 I'm good. All right. <laughs> well, as always, you can get at us on IG at Better Than You. We want all the praise. We want all the smoke. Until next week, peace.